Um, Saturday, February 5th, there's a Section 4 Men's Prayer Breakfast. This is going to be held at Abundant Life Church in Thorpe, Wisconsin, 9 a.m. I believe uh, some of you are going to carpool, so if you're planning on going, you want to join the carpool, uh, talk to Brother Wayne, talk to Brother DeMuth. Uh, We'll get you guys there. And then the following Saturday, February 12th, uh, just local here at Calvary Apostolic Church, there's going to be men's prayer at 8 a.m., and then that will be followed by the business meeting at 9 a.m., so that's for all voting members, uh, church business meeting. Hallelujah. Did you come to worship? Did you come to praise? Hallelujah. Wherever I am, I'll praise him whenever I can. I'll praise him for his love surrounds me like the sea. I'll praise the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus lifted me wherever I am I'll praise him whenever I can I'll praise him for his love surrounds me like a sea I'll praise the name of Jesus lift up the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus lifted me wherever I am I'll praise him wherever I can I'll praise him for his love surrounds me like a sea I'll praise the name of Jesus, lift up the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus lifted me. Wherever I am, I'll praise him whenever I can. I'll praise him for his love surrounds me like a sea. I'll praise the name of Jesus, lift up the name of Jesus, for the name of Jesus lifted me. Wherever I am, I'll praise him. Wherever I can, I'll praise him. His love surrounds me like a sea. I'll praise the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus lifted me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I will lift up your name, hallelujah, the name above all names. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I worship you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are so worthy, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for sinners such as I? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Was it for crimes that I have done? He groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond degree. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Well might the sun in darkness hide and shut his glories in. When Christ the mighty maker died for man the creature's sin. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. But drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love I owe. Dear Lord, I give myself away. Tis all that I can do. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. 
It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the cross. Thank you, Lord, for the price you paid for me. Lord, washing away my sin, paying that debt that I could never pay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I began singing some of the hymns because I don't have accompaniment, and it just seems a little easier um, to do these older songs without accompaniment. But these songs are just so deep. I mean, it takes me back to where I came in to know God. I found the truth. It's at the cross. It is at the cross. Uh, I just, I am thankful that God um, just made the best of this because we do need to go back to our landmarks. Hallelujah. I do like the new songs. We'll probably sing them sometime, but I think this is a good place for us to be right now, going back to the old landmarks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You might have to help me start this one now that I got off. Don't the cross where my say it's down where for cleansing from sin I cried. There to my heart was the blood. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. To my heart was the blood applied. Glory to
you thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses us from all sin. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve. A God worthy of worship. A God worthy of praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. To receive all glory and all honor. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. What an awesome Awesome God we serve. Praise God. Praise God. I am so thankful for His so great salvation. I am so thankful that He suffered on a cross in my place. That He paid the just punishment of my own sin. He paid it for me. So that He could have a relationship with me. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad we have an eternity to be grateful because it's going to take that. Everything that He's done. He is so good. I didn't recognize the song, so I couldn't start. Thank you for the Parker. <laughs> uh, you don't want me to start. <laughs> I must mirror my wife, though. Uh, these songs are... I... <laughs> it's almost certainly my age coming out. But uh, I have odd against some of the newer songs. I, it just seems like fluff and foam and, as Brother Arnold would say, the, the sloppy agape, Jesus loves everybody. <laughs> yeah, spiritual candy. Uh, don't take that in the wrong context, please. Jesus does love everybody. 
but the, the fullness, the richness, the, 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 the power, the potency just isn't there all the time. And these old hymns, they're doctrinally sound. They're scriptural. And because of that, they're powerful. <clears throat> I really do like these old hymns. It's, it's distilled somehow. It's pure. Amen. Revelation chapter 6, starting with verse 9. We'll read to the end of the chapter where we find our scripture text this morning. Revelation chapter 6 and beginning with verse 9. Scripture says this, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal and lo, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became as blood and the stars of heaven fell under the earth even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of Him that sitteth on the throne." And from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of His wrath has come. And who shall be able to stand? We'll preach for a few moments on this topic. Closing the books. Closing the books. Lord Jesus, we turn to You once more, high and lifted up. I pray, Lord Jesus, that You would continue to minister to Your people, those within the sound of my voice this morning undergird them with strength, encourage them today to follow the plan of God, to seek your face, to do your will. Help us, Lord Jesus, I pray. Let your name be glorified here, and these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I have been in weeks past rather fervent on the topic of spiritual warfare, and I believe rightly so. We are in a war. We will continue to be in a war until Jesus comes or Jesus takes us home. That is our lot in life. Our spiritual lot is that of a soldier. We are at war. There is no quarter asked or given. And I have detailed that we will, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. That we will have to endure hardness as a good soldier. Uh, This, that, the other. All of these awful things will fall on us and, and come upon us before the end times. Maybe, maybe not. 
But today, I would like to emphasize a couple things. All of those things are true. They will continue to be true. But, there is an end, folks. There is an end coming. And those that have endured to the end shall be saved. We focus a lot of times on the endurance aspect, but today I want to focus on the salvation. We will be saved if we endure to the end. There is a time coming where God is going to balance the books. He is going to close them out once and for all. All of the injustices, all of the unfairness, everything that's transpired in our lives will be made right. Maybe it will be made right in this life, but probably not. There's always a hope, but probably not. It will, however, be made right in the next. There will be a reckoning. There will be a final accounting. And God will balance His books once and for all, right before He closes them forever. There are two fates that are allocated to all of mankind, and two only. That of an eternity with Jesus Christ, or that of an eternity in the lake of fire. And as I said last message, we can hope, we can wish, we can pray, we can decide that that's not true, But it's still true. It's kind of like gravity. I can talk myself into believing that gravity doesn't exist in certain circumstances. I can do that. I can persuade myself, like I said, of just about anything I want. And I can get to the... And people have done this. People high on drugs. People drunk. I can fly. I say it a little flippantly, but it's, it's a dangerous place to be, folks. That deluded of reality. I can fly. I can jump off of this cliff, and I'll be fine. You can be persuaded of that. And they can be absolutely convinced of it all the way down. doesn't matter how much you believe it. doesn't matter how much you didn't believe that gravity exists anymore. Truth is still truth. It doesn't matter who believes it. It doesn't matter who doesn't believe it. It's still true. For a long time, I didn't believe it. I believed parts of it. Picked and chose. A lot of people do that. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I just don't believe that. Eh, I don't believe that. That sounds good. I, yeah, I'll believe that. I want to do this so I don't believe that it's wrong. Like I can choose what's right and wrong. You're not a Christian anymore if you're deciding what's right and wrong.
Christians let Jesus tell them what's right and wrong. Anyway, probably on that for a reason. There are two fates allotted to mankind. I want to talk about the second one first. There is a time of judgment coming. And whenever someone talks about eschatology, the end times, uh, I always want to throw this out. No man knoweth the day or the hour when he's coming back. No one knows. Okay, no one knows for sure. He could come back in an hour. He could come back a hundred years from now. I don't know. But I can read the signs of the times. And because of that, I believe with all my heart that we don't have long. That he's coming back quickly. Now some of us are thinking, I don't want him to come back quickly. I got stuff to do yet. A lot of people, when they're young, they're teenagers, early adults, they want to get married. They want to have kids, raise a family, maybe get a career. Then he can come back. I've heard that from a lot of people, peers and now other generations. A relentless march of time. But there are others that want him to come back, that are looking for him to come back. Those are the people that are assured of their salvation. Those are the people who stand ready, who stand before the throne of grace, knowing that they're right in the, in the sight of God, that God has paid for their sins, that God has covered them with his blood, that they are living a holy and a righteous life before him that they are doing everything they can to serve and to please the Lord their God. They're ready. And if Jesus should should come back today, you got to know. Are you ready? You've got to know it at every moment of the day. Are you ready? If there's any doubt, get ready. Because you don't know either when He's coming back. He could come back today, and you don't know If it might be your time today, you can get hit by a bus on the way out the door. Buses don't come by here. They never have before. (laughs) One could come by today. (laughs) But we... (laughs) That didn't help the message. Not one bit. (laughs) But we don't know how much time we have left. We don't know. And if that day should come today, I need to know. I need to be assured. Am I ready? There can't be any doubt in my mind. I can't go through life hoping I'm saved. I can't go through this life thinking that I'm probably okay. My dad used to say, after one of his little rants or tirades about something, well, I'm just, I'm just, (laughs) I'm just going to have to take my chances when I get up to heaven. I'm like, is that the place you want to roll dice? 
Is that really? I didn't even know where to start with that. I tried. Something must have took because he's in church now and he's doing a fantastic, he's living fantastically. God is doing a great work in his life. I'm so thankful. I am so thankful for that. I was telling my wife the other day, I talked to him a little bit ago, and uh, he's talking about, you know, he went up to get prayed for, he's, he's having some problems in his body, went up to get prayed for, he said, and, and I started speaking in tongues, and, and I was t- I got I got touched by the Holy Ghost, and I'm like, listening to this kind of language come out of my dad's mouth is just really surreal, <laughs> but it's amazing. I'm not complaining. I'm just still not quite used to it, but I'll get used to it. Praise God. <clears throat> but he used to say stuff like that. I'm just going to take my chances. I don't want to take my chances after I'm dead. It's too late then. If I roll bad, if we follow this dumb analogy, if I roll bad, what then? Turns out I'm not right with God. Hmm, now what? Now what? Now I go to hell. That's what? Is that, is that something you're willing to play with? And I understand, you know, as fervently as someone gets up here and as passionately as, passionately as someone can, can present this topic, at the end of the day, we're going to walk out these doors and forget most of this. It's going to pass through our minds because other things are going to pop up. Monday's coming. We've got to get ready for that. Appointments are coming. I've got to make sure that scheduling and stuff like that and stuff at the house and, and dinners got to get cooked and all of this stuff is going to come up and we're going to forget about it and we're going to go on with our daily routine don't go on with your daily routine know that you're ready to go be assured of your salvation this is not something to play around with don't play around with your eternity don't do it because you don't know when you're going to be thrust headfirst into it Now you've got a chance to make it right. Now you've got a, a shot at salvation. If you're not assured, if you're not convinced, you can be convinced. At this present moment right now, I'm standing before God. The Holy Ghost is my witness. I'm convinced of my salvation. I'm convinced of it. And I'm not bragging. I'm bragging on Jesus. It's because of Him that I can be convinced. He wants you convinced. Now that can change at any time. I could do something stupid. But right now, I'm convinced of my salvation. If Jesus comes back now, I, I know that I'm ready. I'm persuaded. I'm convinced. And we all can be convinced. We have to be convinced. In this day, we read about the kings of the earth, the great men, the mighty men, the rich men, the rulers of the world. The capitalists, the the communist leaders, the presidents, the prime ministers, the kings. Cowering in fear. Because they know something that they denied their whole lives now. They know that Jesus is real. 
They know that He's sitting on the throne, and they know that He is going to judge them. They denied it their whole lives. They poo-pooed it away. They pushed it off. They convinced themselves it wasn't coming, that it wasn't true. But now, here it is, right in front of their face. And they're afraid. They're desperate to get away from Jesus. To get away from His his gaze, His countenance. Because they know what's coming. I promise you, when you stand before the judgment seat of Jesus, whatever you convinced yourself of before, whatever you believed with all your heart, that's going to go away. You're not going to believe it anymore. However convinced you were, you won't be convinced anymore. You'll be convinced of one thing. I was wrong. And now it's too late. That's what you'll be convinced of. And you're going to stand before the judgment seat of Jesus with that knowledge. I had a chance and I threw it away. I had a shot and I blew it. We don't have to find ourselves in that situation. The door to the ark is still open. The way of salvation is still made plain before us. Mercy is available. If you're not right with God, you can get right today. You can get right with God today. That's God's perfect will for all of us. If you're wondering if you need to pray or fast or seek counsel whether or not this is God's will for your life, I'm telling you, it is. I say that, Holy Ghost is my witness. It's God's perfect will for you to be saved. He loves you. He doesn't want you to spend eternity in hell. That's why He died for you. That's why He did everything that He did. So that you wouldn't have to spend eternity there. He wants you to spend eternity with Him. He's done everything He can. Everything that He can, He's done. Everything He can give, He's given. It's up to you now. And it's up to me. What are we going to do with that? Are we going to avail ourselves of the opportunity that He's given us? Mercy is available today. It won't always be available, though. This idea that, well, I'll get mercy tomorrow. I'll get right with God tomorrow. You may very well have tomorrow. But the more tomorrows you put this off, the less tomorrows you have. You do have a finite amount of time here. And you don't know, you don't know how long. This is not something you want to gamble with. It's not something you want to roll the dice on. This is something, if you're going to take anything seriously in your life, any one thing, if you're going to take it seriously, take this seriously. Don't worry about your career. Don't worry about what man or woman you're going to marry. Worry about those things. But before you worry about those things, you worry about this. You settle this first. Are you saved? 
then worry about your spouse. Then worry about a career. Worry about all that stuff. Let's settle salvation first. This is the one thing that you need to take absolutely seriously. Don't play around with it. Don't push it off. Don't make excuses because there will be no excuses on this day. None. You think you might have one now, but I promise you, you stand before Jesus, you stand before His wrath, His judgment, that excuse is going to go right out the window. You're going to cry with these men. Hide us from His face. That day is coming on all mankind. The day when God finally closes the books. He settles the accounts and closes this whole thing down. That day is coming sooner than we might think. All of the things that used to bother us, that used to concern us as Christians, that used to upset us, affect us, we've got to let those things go, church. We can't be bothered by those things anymore. There's no time. There's just no time anymore. We've got to be affected by other things now. The salvation of the lost. The perfection of the saints. But I wanted to close on this. The second part of this. Those of us that do make it. Those of us that are saved. Those of us that Jesus is coming back for to take us home. Our accounts are going to be settled too. If I didn't have the hope that I have in Jesus Christ and I still thought the way that I do, relatively logically, relatively uh, dispassionately about pursuing truth, if I still held those values without knowing God and I listened to what was being said out there, the arguments that were being presented out there for why they do what they do. The pure emotionalism. And I thought that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get a fair hearing out there. <laughs> You're not. They're not going to listen to your logic. They're not going to listen to your argumentation, however sophisticated it is. Because they don't believe in logic. See, that's the problem. They don't understand logic. They don't subscribe to that belief that things have to be logical, sequential, that they have to make sense. They don't have to make sense. 
They just have to feel right. That's the only qualification today. And without knowing Jesus, I would be continually frustrated and probably despondent, maybe depressed. (laughs) Knowing that that's prevailing and there's nothing I can do about it. But see, I have a hope beyond this life. I don't have to worry about those kinds of things. I'm going to pray about them. I want to see them saved. I'm getting pretty passionate about that. But their belief system, it phases me less and less. The way they think, it bothers me less and less. Because I know that this is all going to be settled. The worst case scenario, the worst situation I can imagine for myself is okay if they throw me in jail unjustly if I get executed unjustly without a fair trial without being heard whatever it is it's unfair it's not right it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because it's going to be made right all of that is going to be settled Also, as I progress more and more in the Lord, I worry about that less and less. I don't know if I'm... The idea that I need to be avenged, I understand the context of this verse, okay? But the idea that I need to be avenged. I don't need to be avenged. I don't feel the need to be avenged. I would rather see someone saved and experience what God has allowed me to experience. It's so hard to talk to someone touched on this last message. It's so hard to talk to someone. And I, I think I've said this before. I made this mistake talking to my friend when I got home right after I got saved. Right after I got saved. And I unloaded. I vomited everything <clears throat> onto my friend. And it freaked him out. scared him to death. But he couldn't understand. He just couldn't understand where I was coming from. How could he? He hasn't experienced what I've experienced. He hasn't felt what I've felt, heard what I've heard. He didn't receive the Holy Ghost. He, he, he didn't experience water baptism in Jesus' name. That feeling of being completely clean. Nobody has ever felt anything like that. That's almost the universal testimonial when someone comes out of the water. How do you feel? I feel clean. I feel clean. But they can't understand that. And in a worst case scenario, when they're persecuting you, when they're doing something against you, you know, the Apostle Paul persecuted the church. Evil Paul. Evil guy. He didn't think so. He thought he was doing the work of God. In his heart, he was perfectly justified in doing that. 
He was holy and righteous. A lot of them believe the same thing. They're not evil. You know, the, the Saturday morning cartoons I used to watch, there was a really good guy and a real evil guy. And he was pure evil. He would just do evil things for evil's sake. People aren't like that. That's not what people do. People are convinced of their righteousness. They're convinced they're right. That's why they're doing what they do. <clears throat> and so when evil is perpetrated against us, against you, against me, against the church, it's kind of hard with that understanding to, to be real upset with them. They're ignorant. And i that's not a derogatory word. It, it just means they have no knowledge of what you have knowledge of. They don't know what you know. They're ignorant. That's what that word means. It's not a, you big dummy. Ignorant of truth. But in any case, whatever was done, everything will be made right. Whatever you've been called on to sacrifice, whatever you've been called on to go through or to give up or to receive, whatever situation you're called to walk through, in the end, it's going to all be made right. Everything is going to be made right. The tribulation that we may be called to endure, the persecution that we may be endured to, to face, to called to face. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because of what we're going to receive afterward. The Bible says that in Hebrews 12, who for the joy that we set, was set before him endured the cross. How is Jesus able to face the cross? How is he able to, to endure that situation? The joy that was set before him, what waited for him on the other side. Can you imagine that what got Jesus through the, that scenario was you and me? That's what got him through the cross. The idea that he would have a relationship with us. So if we're called to do something, or go somewhere, or endure something, we can make it too, for the joy that is set before us, and eternity with Jesus Christ. We can say with Paul, these light afflictions, which are but for a moment. I promise you, in that day, when we stand before God's throne, you won't regret it. You won't regret one thing that you did for the Lord. You won't regret one hour you spent serving Jesus. You won't regret one dollar that you put in the offering plate. You won't regret one thing... Uh, one prayer that you prayed or one 
uh, Bible study that you taught on a Saturday night when you could have been doing something else. A Thursday night when you could have been doing something else. You won't regret any of that. It's kind of like being at Las Vegas, playing blackjack, and knowing what the number is going to be. How much money do you want to make? What kind of return do you want? If you knew the number that was going to come up with absolute certainty, you would beg, borrow, and steal every dime you could and put it on that number. We know what number's coming up. Jesus is going to win. And if we stay in the church, we're going to win. We had to be investing all of our resources in that as much as possible. Our time, our talents, our energies, our finances. Whatever the Lord has entrusted us with, because the day is very soon coming where we are going to stand and give an account. What did you do with the talent that I gave you? What did you do with the ten talents that I gave you? I made ten others. Well done. Don't bury it in a jar and stick it in the ground. Use it. Invest it into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Invest what he has given you into his kingdom. And at the end, you too will hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And if we live right, and if we commit ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ, we can look forward to that day. We're not going to cry out to the mountains and hills fall on us. We're going to be looking forward to that day when Jesus comes back and takes us all home. This is most certainly not my home. I don't know what that is out there. I have no idea what that is. But it's not home. It's alien. It's foreign. looking for a city which hath foundations whose builder and maker is God Amen Let's all stand I'm looking forward to that day I'm looking forward to the day that Jesus comes and takes me home, whenever that is. And I want to live every day with that knowledge in mind, with that at the forefront of my of my mind. That Jesus is coming back. I don't know when, but he will come back as a thief in the night. And I need to be ready. I need to be ready. I can't be caught unawares. 
when my master and my savior comes back to take me home, I want to be ready. If I want to completely freak myself out, all I have to do is think, what if I miss that? I start thinking that way. I can't think that way for very long. It scares me to death. Fortunately, I don't have to be scared. And I don't have to be in doubt. I can know. I can be persuaded. I can be assured that I am ready to go when he comes back to get me. A lot of us come into the church because of fear. I don't want to go to hell. It's a valid initial reason, I guess. Certainly effective. But nobody stays because of that. Eventually they overcome their fear and head back out. I serve Jesus now because I love Him. He has given me the ability to love Him back because He first loved me. That's why we do what we do. That's why we're willing to go through circumstance and situation, tribulation, test. That's why we're willing to sacrifice when Jesus asks us to is because we love Him. He certainly demonstrated He's willing to do that for us. He gave everything for us. Amen. But when the days of sacrifice are done, when the days of tribulation are over, we have an eternity to look forward to. An eternity of reward. An eternity of rest. The Bible says that then they're going to be issued white robes. Not yet. Certainly not today. But someday. We're going to trade in our battle-scarred armor. We're going to trade in our shield and our sword. And we're going to get robes. White robes. Amen. The war will be over. The fighting... will be done. And Jesus will be declared the winner. Praise God. Praise God. What a hope we have. What a hope that we have. Without that hope, we are of all men most miserable. But with that hope, we can face anything. We can go through anything. Because we're going to be forever with the Lord. Amen. Let's come to the front. If you are not assured of your salvation, today is the day to get assured. Today is the day to become convinced that you are saved. If you are assured of your salvation this morning, then rejoice. Rejoice in the God of your salvation.
we didn't decide one day that this was the best life to live, and so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve Jesus. That's not how any of this happens. He called you. He drew you and me. In every step of the process, he's the one that initiated it. We simply responded. But I don't care. I'm glad he initiated. I'm glad he put it in my heart to respond. That he gives us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. After our service today, all of us should be ready to meet Jesus Christ. We certainly have the opportunity. Avail yourselves of it. God wants you persuaded. He wants you convinced. You're ready to go. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to guess. Let's pray. Let's make sure we're ready to go. Because no man knows the day or the hour when he comes back. Jesus, I pray right now, Lord, that you would speak with your people. That you would speak with those present here this morning. Each and every one of us, I pray, that you would minister to your people today. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Open our hearts and our minds to receive truth this morning. If we are not ready to meet you, if we are not ready, Lord, if you would come back, help us to get ready. Help us to find a place of repentance. Help us to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Help us, Lord Jesus, to receive all that you have for us today. It is your perfect will, it is your great desire that we be saved, that we spend eternity with you. It was never your intent, though most high, that anybody spend eternity in the, in the lake of fire. It was never your intention that we would spend an eternity separated forever from you. That's what ought to scare us the most about hell, if anything scares us, is that we will be eternally separated from you. I want to spend eternity with you. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. The one who died for me. The one who saved me. The one who delivered me. The one who loved me when I was unlovable. Hallelujah, Jesus one who transformed me and who reshaped me, the one who created in me a new creature. I do so look forward to seeing you. I do so look forward to spending eternity with you. Hallelujah, Jesus. We do have a work to do here. We have a work to accomplish. I know that. And we will be busy, Lord. We will be we will be industrious. We will be productive for the kingdom of God while we are here. 
We will, we will spend this time wisely. We will walk circumspectly. We will work for our Lord Jesus Christ. But when that day comes, when you call us home, <laughs> happy day. Oh, happy day. Hallelujah, Jesus. Where we can trade in our armor for robes. When we can enter into our rest. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this hope. Thank you, Lord, for this future that we have to look forward to. I pray that we would be convinced this morning of that certainty. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would be persuaded in our heart of hearts that if you were to come today, we would make it. You would call us home. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Continue to pray, church.